Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to helping you make the transition from employee to self-employed. Dave and I saw an opportunity to put a show together to help people become self-employed and realize that they are in charge of their own destiny, and that's what this show is. Um, if you are new to the show, we have a couple of different formats. Um, we've got some core episodes. Those are episodes one through nine where we go over some foundational rules for what you're going to need to do if you want to start your own business. Um, following you know, from t- show number 10 and on, uh, we break it down into a couple of different styles of show. We've got some business shows where we're going to talk about some business topics. Uh, today is one of those. Um, we've got some guest episodes where we bring on guests that have also started their own company. And we talk about some of their successes and some of their failures that they've been through um, with all of that. Um, and then we also have another type of show. We call it Beyond the Void, where we get a little bit more personal. You start to learn a little bit more about our personalities. We let the business stuff take a backseat, and we talk about some more of the social issues that are going on and everything else. Um, um, again, that one's called uh, Beyond the Void. So this show today is a, a show about a business topic called The Law of Averages. Um, I am your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Oh, sorry. Oh, were you done? Oh, were you done? <laughs> were you done? Monologue in there. <laughs> monologue. And act Long like you're monologue. asleep. Yeah. Yeah. Snoring Just away. Sleeping. So nothing. Um, What's up, man? It's it's a great day. Another great day. Yeah. It was like what seventy five degrees today. Yesterday it was snowing. The day before that it was like eighty. So it was eighty five on Tuesday. Yesterday it was thirty two and snowing, and today's like sixty four. Yeah. And sunny. It felt like seventy five in the sun. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what's going on. But it's a fucking hot mess out there. I, I know that I've been digging, uh, replacing sewers two days this week. Mr. Poopsmith was in the poop today? Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Luckily, both days we were on the excavator. It was nice outside. Was it was not in the snow. Marcus with you today? Nope. Oh, he wasn't with you today? Nope. Excavator the other day. You, yeah. mi- you missed out on the poop show today, huh? He, he, got, yeah. to, he got to run yeah, the excavator he, a couple of days ago. Hey. Though. That was pretty fun. Did you fuck anything up? I didn't. Okay. No. He said total speed, right? Hey, hey, man, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. Excavator in training. Easiest way to find an underground utility is put a new guy on the excavator. They'll find it every time. Every time. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's turtle speed until they hit that. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's just like, woo. Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) I can walk on water now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, man. Today's show is over the law of averages. And um, the, the, the inspiration for this show and even the name is actually from one of my own social media mentors. I'm not going to take credit for the law of averages. Um, But he did a really good job of putting the words together for something that I have often thought for a long time. I just never thought to call it the law of averages. Who is it? His name's Ryan Stuman. Ryan Stuman. Um, S-T-E-W-N-A-N. Well, I'm looking at your notes here, and I don't see a name, so. Yeah, yeah. Right? You got to so, give some credit, man. Um, he's, he's a great follow on social media. If you guys want to follow mm. him on social media, uh, just find the blue check mark one because he's got a couple of scam accounts that try to act like him. So I wish I was big enough for scam accounts. Yeah. One day we'll have a blue check mark. One day we'll one have day. a blue check mark? Yeah. But anyway... Um, uh, so he, he did a really good job of putting into words, again, something that I have, I've thought for quite a few number of years on one of the things that separates people that are really successful versus just kind of the everyday person. And uh, basically, the philosophy goes like this. Um, if you do nothing in life other than avoid making mistakes, you'll make it through life. You'll make it to the other side of life. Life is designed 
to keep you going through life, right? Um, you almost have to be trying to have an unsuccessful life. So, um, but this only results in an <clears throat> average life. So uh, it kind of goes like this. You, you're working and you have like an average week of production, right? Well, the next week you have like a really, really good week. Either, either you worked really hard to have that week or you um, sometimes things just fall your way and you have a really good week. Well, the following week after that, you're relaxing a little bit because you had a really good week last week. You can kind of coast a little bit this week, right? Well, now you average the really good week and the less than great week this week because you were kind of coasting and they average out to an average week. Well, now after this week of kind of coasting and having less than stellar behavior, you're like, well, crap, I can't do that again because now my paycheck's not where I want it to be or the results aren't where they need to be. And so you kick it into high gear on the next week and you're back to another week of stellar performance. But then after you've had a week of stellar performance, you kind of fizzle out and coast again. And, and so it's, it's a roller coaster. It's up and down and up and down, but it averages out to what is just kind of average. So, um, at the end of the month, you've just had kind of an average month. You had some badass weeks in there, but you had some sucky weeks in there too, and it just kind of averages out. So that is a sense, the law of averages. Um, and, and you can apply that same philosophy or that same idea to anything. If you're dieting, right? You can have a kick-ass week in dieting. You stick to your meal plan. You stick to your routine. You stick to your exercise, and you drop three pounds. And then next week you give in a little bit and you have the cake and you, you skip the workout and you sleep in and you, you go over on your calories or your macros or your carbs or whatever your diet is. Negates all the work and, you did. And now you put on two pounds, right? And so you just kind of negated it out. And so here you're in a diet, but you're only seeing average results. And it's because you're not putting together, you're not stringing together multiple days of phenomenal performance. So um, the easy way to beat it is... You just have to dominate every week. You have to never let off the gas. You have to maintain focus and just dominate every week that you're out there doing whatever it is you're doing, dieting, working, whatever. I mean, you, you could literally come up with anything you want. Um, and if you dominate every single week, like this week you dominate it and you end up a little bit ahead. Next week you don't relax. You stay on the gas and you dominate next week and you end up a little bit ahead. Well, now you're two weeks ahead. Like, that's two weeks of being a little bit ahead, right? Week number three, your, your urge to relax is even more because you've just dominated for two weeks in a row. But you don't. You stay on the gas, and you keep driving, and you keep driving, and you dominate. Well, now you're a little bit ahead for three weeks in a row. And then the same for week four. Well, now at the end of the month, you're substantially farther ahead than where you were before. And if you do that long enough, and you can actually start to see the <clears throat> compounding results of continual domination and continual discipline, then it just, it's, it's like, it, it creates this momentum where it just stays easy to just keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, dieting is probably the easiest one, the, the yo-yo diet that, you know. When you, when you talk about the business aspect part of it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, when you're going and going and going, say you're first starting out. Let, let's talk about like a young guy. He's 25, <clears throat> 28, and he is really good at his job. Right. Okay? No, no matter what it is, whatever it is. And he is, he realizes he, you know, he kind of steps 
out of his own body and looks at himself and says, okay, this is where I want to get. This mm-hmm. is what I want to do, but I know I have to do this. Okay. He is basically setting himself up for his, his future and his future self. When you work like that, and you push yourself every week and you don't coast, you know, everyone thinks, oh man, how do you, how would you do that? How, how could you go a hundred percent five days a week, four days a month for 10 years? Well, it, it doesn't work like that because once you've set the standard, once you've done that for three months, it's no longer a challenge. It's just who you are. Right. It just you becomes, have changed your physical. You've you, you've changed your your physical ability. If you're in a hard working job, mm-hmm. you've changed your mental ability. You've changed your mindset to the millionaire mindset that we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. You have now changed the way you think. You've changed the way you act. You changed everything you do to get there. It's not a challenge anymore. Now it's just who you are. Yeah. So you just get up and do those things. Yeah. Okay. So don't think, oh man, I could, I think I could do that, but I could only do it for. I could do it for three months. No, after three or four months and you've seen the results and you've had the payout. Okay. You're making the money. You're doing whatever. That's just who you are now. Yeah. Okay. And it's really easy to, I'm not going to say coast. It's really easy to ride the wave of that momentum. Like you just said, to keep going. Right. You know what I mean? And it never stops. Like, so like take, for example, uh, a year ago, I started working out in the gym, right? That first morning, I'm super excited. Like it was easy to get out the first morning. I'm so excited. I'm going to do this new routine. Yeah, right? week, week, the end and of then, week two stuff. Yeah, yeah. You get a, you get a week in and you're, you're feeling all the soreness and everything else, but you're still kind of excited about this new thing that you're doing, right? Well, week two, week three, week four, and now it's starting to kind of set in, and you're like, oh, fuck, what did I really sign up for, you know? And we're not saying and there's not going to be struggles. No, there's gonna no, be there's struggles. absolutely going to okay. be struggles, right? But I've done it for so long now that – it's just part of my, I get up at 4.30 every day. I go to the gym and I'm in the gym from 5 to 6. And, and then I come home and I, the house is still pretty quiet from about 6 to 6.30. And and so I'm home and I get to do... And the battle axe gets up at 6.30? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my oldest gets up and he gets ready for school. And it's still, even when he's up, it's still pretty quiet. And I can click away on the computer and do some business stuff and everything else. So it, it's just part of my routine. But... Um, a prime example, Wednesday of this week, I don't know what happened. My, I don't remember my alarm going off or anything. I woke up to my son's alarm going off at 6 instead of mine going off at 4.30. And Your wife reached who, over and was like, boop. Who knows? <laughs> I, I have no clue what happened, right? She's like, nope, I'm not hearing that today. But my day was wrecked after that because my whole routine was off. Like, it was, it, and we it was, talk about daily routine and how yeah, important it is. It, it is super important, and and I really rely. So I rely on the workout because if I'm struggling to go to the gym in the morning, that's my indicator early on that I'm going to have a tough day. Because I'm if I'm having a hard time going to the gym and I'm having a hard time sticking to my morning routine, that's kind of like me telling myself like you better watch yourself today because you're on edge or it's, it's going to be a hard day. If I come, if I wake up like most days and I'll wake up and I'm like, Oh, I'm ready. And I'm just going to go to the gym. Well, it's probably going to be a pretty badass day because I'm ready. So for me, the gym is an indicator. And so that yesterday, Wednesday, whenever I didn't wake up for it, I'm like, fuck, where am I? Like I was, I lost my bearings. I'm like, where am I at? Am I, am I having a good day? Am I not having a good day? 
So it, it jacked up my day from the standpoint of the routine. It didn't really like make me have a bad day or anything, but I rely on that so much. So, um, and I want to just talk about that. You know, lots of people think, oh, okay, so he just wakes up at four thirty. He's one of those people that just gets up and he's, he's ready to rock and all that stuff. Look, I get up at five fifteen, and I hate it. Yeah, I'm not a morning person. Right. I get up at five fifteen, and it's awful. Yeah. I hate it. For those first forty five minutes, I hate life. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I will say that it makes me more productive. So if I if I decide to sleep in an hour into after, say say I get up at at seven instead at eight i'm like man i just burned three hours right so but when i get you. yeah when i get up at five fifteen after a couple hours i'm glad that i got up yeah and made myself get up so don't think that mitch is a huge douche by oh he just he just gets up or no look, i'm not saying anybody else has to i'm get not up at a morning no i'm just saying i'm not a morning person but that part of my routine and it making me do you know those things it's very helpful. Yeah. Very helpful. Yeah. So so for me, my morning routine helps me beat the law of averages because by the time 8 o'clock rolls around, I've already been up for three and a half hours. I've already worked out. I've already showered. I've already eaten breakfast. And I've already done like my businessy computer work for the day. And so I've like I've done so much by 8 o'clock in the morning that it's almost impossible for me to have a bad day at that point. And so I'm starting the day out like beating the law of averages. And so then I can kind of do whatever I want for the day. If that's going out and running service calls because we're that busy, I can do that. If that's going out and supporting my other guys that are running service calls and running parts to them or running, you know, material to them or tools or whatever, I can do that. Or if it's just literally jumping down and like today was literally jumping down in a shit filled ditch and helping a guy fix a sewer pipe. Yeah. And, so, and look, if you're running third shift and you get up at, or you have to be at work at two and you work two to midnight or three to midnight or whatever, and your normal time to get up is noon, get up at 11. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe change your routine a little bit. Get, yep. a, wor- get a workout in. Right. You know, just, and, and we're going to go into something that, you know, Mitch thinks has really changed his life and, and made him more successful, made him more focused. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not pushing that here, but, um, you know, having that routine of getting up and starting the day and being successful on your own right. before you go into, you know, quote unquote real life. Yeah. You know, that sets the sets the tone and the stage for the rest of the day. Yeah. Every day. So like early on when I started working out, you kind of have a little bit of an ego, like before it becomes before it becomes habit and just automatic as that phase where you're still working through it and you're struggling through it. And so when you're struggling to do it, you're also like, when you do do it, you're also impressed with yourself for, for sticking through it and maintaining it. Right. Well, now when you become impressed with yourself, you develop a little bit of an ego about it. And so there were times where I would kind of feel and it's like, it's not right to feel this way, but I would feel like better than other people because I was getting like, I'm, 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 caring more about my health than this other person or or I'm doing more to be in control of my life than this other person and and that's all that that's all those natural emotions as you're working through be, letting that become a habit. Well now <clears throat> it's it's nothing more than it's just part of who I am and if you don't do that that's fine I don't care. But yeah. for me well it's, that's it's what I have to do. That's just a natural reaction and if yeah. you know that's a you have to step outside of yourself and say okay yes I feel that way. I'm 
I'm not going to be a dick about it. Right. You know, I'm right. just, that's how I feel. Okay. I, now I realize why I feel that way. Yeah. I'm going to step back and okay, this is just, this is my thing. Yep. Doesn't have anything to do with anybody else. It's just, it's just my deal. Right. Um, I, I saw a quote the other day by Lewis. I, I believe it's Lewis Carella. It says, lazy people do a little bit of work and they, and think they should be winning. Winner, winners work as hard as possible and worry if they're being lazy. Yeah, I read, I brought that up. So Mitch had made some notes, and I, so, and we talked about this before the show. And we're, I'm going to talk about it right now. So when I was 25, 28, roughing houses every mm-hmm. day, all I did was roughing houses and work to a well every day, and bust my ass. Yep. But at the end, of, I mean, I always tried. And Mitch brought this example up. You know, okay, I'm going to get this house done in a day. I think I can do it. You know, and then you don't get it done, and you have an hour left, and you're kicking yourself. You know, your boss does not think, like at the time, my boss did not think I was not doing a great job. Right. But as part as far as I was concerned, I did not do a great job. You're I did challenging not get yourself. that stuff done. Right. You know, and so I'm just, you know, I'm real hard on myself. And, you know, I think that is one of those things that uh, separates successful people from complacency people. Yeah. You know, you you want to do good. Yeah. You want to challenge yourself. You want to be moving forward. And that quote, I mean, that basically is is you know what that quote says yeah yeah basically saying you're never gonna you're never gonna win if you expect success after putting in a little work um one of my plumbers uh before he came working for me he was training a newer guy at where he used to work and he was telling me today that he had this guy he was about 25 years old um where he used to work they would put these plumbers through like a six week training program in their building and then they would pair him up with a, another plumber for a couple of months. And then after four or five months of being with another plumber, they would put him out in their own truck, right? It's like, the to me, it's like the worst business philosophy ever. You take a guy with six months of experience and put him in front of a customer that's just asking for disaster. But anyway. Um, you find out who's good and who's bad real quick. Yeah. I got a feeling you find out how much your insurance deductible is real quick too. Yeah. But those um, guys, those guys get the easy calls. Yeah. Oh. The, so my plumber was telling me that he was mentoring or training this guy. And this guy was about 25. The guy was so concerned with making six figures a year, but he didn't even know how to work a pair of channel locks. Yeah. And, and he's so focused on, you know, I've already been through my training. Why aren't I making great money yet? You know, I, I'm ridden with you for two or three months. Why aren't I making great money yet? And it's like, dude, you've, you're, you know, nothing. Bro. You are so far out of, of the realm of reality. It's, that, you know, guy, that guy's got a long way to go. You know, I get that from guys too, that are, you know, they'll be, you know, 25, 30 or whatever. And they're like, <clears throat> you know, and I, I know these guys well, right. You know, they know who I am and they're like, well, how have <laughs> I don't understand how I want to be at your level. I want to be at Mitch's level. I want to be at, you know, X's level, A's level, you know, these other guys that we all know, you know, that are, and and I just look at them and I'm like, dude, I've been doing this for 20 years. Yeah. I did not just wake up at 20. I didn't start at 20 and then at 25 was here. Right. No, I'm here just because of the long gradual uphill road that I've been on for 20. You are not most of us. And I'm talking about myself. We are not just going to wake up one day and be Elon Musk and make all this money. Right. We have to put the work in to get there. Yeah. This is America. If you put the work in, even if you're just an average intelligence, regular guy like Mitch or myself, Mm -hmm. if you put that work in starting here and you work every day 
and you just keep on trucking, you will get there. Yeah, dedicate but, to getting a little bit better each but day. But don't think you're just going to wake up and be like, okay, I got this job. Boom. Okay, I, I've been right. here six months. Boom. I'm making this. I'm making that. I'm. You're not. No. Right. You have to put your time in. Right. You have to work hard, and you will eventually get there. Right. It's not an overnight success story. That's right. not what we preach on this show. We preach dedication, hard work. We're going to try to give you tools and experiences that, you know, we've been through to say, hey, the realistic expectation for your successful life is here. You know, we talked about that um, a few shows back about, you know, no one talks about making a hundred thousand dollars a year. We celebrate the millionaires. Right. Look, if you're making a hundred grand a year, you're doing really well. Yeah. Okay. Don't doing really well. Don't go on stupid ass Facebook and be like, oh, well, this person's got a Ferrari and this person's done. No, Dude, I just saw you, you're moving forward. Just stay the course. I and just you'll saw get a post. There. I just saw a post yesterday. Um, a guy was saying, "I've been." This was on a plumbing group, saying, "I've been a plumber for twenty years, and I just found out that one of the newer guys they hired, who only has five years of experience, is making more than I am." You shouldn't be working and there, probably, or you're awful at your job. Right. Right. So one of those two things is happening. Yep. And so I just simply replied to the guy's post and I said, we aren't paid off of our years of experience. We're paid off of the value we bring to our organization and to our customers. I said, I've seen five-year plumbers provide more value than 10-year plumbers. I've seen 20-year plumbers that really only have five years of experience that they've been milking for an additional 15 years. Yeah. They've just, they had five years of experience, got to that level and stayed at that level for 15. Right. Yeah. And, and so they shouldn't be paid like a 20 year plumber. They should be paid like a five year plumber because that's all the value they're bringing to the organization. So, and and, you know, we talk about jealousy all the time. If I'm 40 years old, we talk about all the time. If I'm working at a company and a 28 year old kid comes in there and say he say I don't have a college degree and he did or say he didn't, but he's selling two hundred thousand dollars worth of jobs, commercial mm-hmm. jobs, whatever, and right. he has the gift to do that. Guess what? He should be making that money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't. He's providing more value. He's providing more value. You know what? Maybe instead of being jealous, maybe go up to him and be like, "Hey, dude, how are you making these sales? Yeah. Do you think that maybe?" It's a humbling experience. Don't get me wrong. And yep. I mean, you got to swallow real hard. Right. You got to push that pride way down. Yep. But, you know, maybe you gain something from that young guy. Right. Like, you know, he saw a seminar. He does X, Y, and Z. And he, he's willing to say, hey, dude. Right. Yeah. This, hey, man, this is what I'm doing. It's a little role reversal in the typical mentorship program. Yeah. Right. You know, like you can learn from those that are younger than yeah, you. Yeah. And if, and if you can't swallow your pride and do it, what do right. they, what do they say, Marcus? Pride cometh before the fall. Right. Right. If you can't, I mean, I, I ask young guys yeah. all the time. They have a whole different way of looking at things. And so if you can't welcome that and encourage they be open about how they view things. Yeah. Then you're all, you should always be learning. Yeah. So, so when it no comes to Facebook from. and TikTok and all that stuff, I'm a complete freaking idiot. You yeah. know who I ask? I ask Marcus yeah. or I ask Mitch. And I, cause I, and I just say, dude, I don't, I don't okay, know. this is a great example. So when we first started doing this, I didn't know how to make my iPhone screen stay on all the time. Right. Marcus is like, dude, I got you. Yeah. You know, he says, hey, look, you got to go to display and auto lock never. I had no idea. Yep. Okay, I'm showing my stupidity, right. and I'm pushing my pride down right now. And I said, Marcus, help me out. He's like, dude, uh, hey, just do it. You know yeah. what he did? Like what that salesman would probably do. Yeah. Dude, I got you. 
This, so this, this is what you do, man. The, the people and that now have, I know. You know, learn something. The right. people that have an excuse for every other reason on why they're unsuccessful other than themselves will remain unsuccessful. Yeah. Um, and you can see this a lot, especially if you follow up on some comments and stuff like that on social media. Um, one of my uh, one of my friends had made a post uh, is actually today. Um, uh, they, they shared like a picture of a Dave Ramsey post where he was talking about investing $100 a month for 40 years from 25 to 65. If you invest $100 a month, it'll be worth a little over a million dollars by the time you're 65. Yeah. And so me being the numbers geek I am, I had to go get out an investment calculator and like plug in the math. And You're fig- firing me up right now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I had to I had to plug in the math to figure out like, okay, what's the rate of return we're needing on that? What was it, seven? No, it was 13. Now, okay. 13's a pretty aggressive number. Yeah. However, if you're investing $100 a month in a matching 401k, your 100 now becomes... 150 or 200 well right or or say it's not matching then it makes that number go from 13 to 7 right right double the money double the percentage yeah Mm. so um so you know i'm gonna tell everyone i i I saw this today and mitch mitch has got on me before about i talked too much about 401k and return of investment and he put that on there but it's it's really important it is it is very inspiring it is and i'm gonna say it again if you can do it and you should be doing it. Right. Okay. If you have a job that'll do it, do it. Right. If you're working somewhere that doesn't get a new job. Right. But so it was interesting. Some of the comments that were on there too. Well, so the, the post that I pulled that, not all of them, but some, most, (laughs) yeah, I did. The the post that I I pulled, (laughs) the post that I pulled that picture from, I was reading through some of the comments on there and 80% of them were pretty good. 80% of them were like, Oh yeah, that's a great philosophy. That's what I do. And you know, I'm working my way there, you know, whatever. 20% 20% of the people, and these are these are losers, and they are in their position that they're in because of their mentality and their outlook on life. 20% of these people are going, sure would be nice to have an extra $100 a month to invest. Sure would be nice if all these billionaires would start paying their fair share in taxes so that I would have more money. And, and they're blaming literally yeah. everything under the sun for yeah. why they can't pull off $100 a month. Meanwhile... They're most likely reading this post and replying to this post on their thousand dollar iPhone. Yeah, that they don't need. That they don't need. Yeah. Right. Or or, or there's literally a pack 10... of cigarettes that they spent spend four hundred dollars a month on cigarettes and two hundred months. And look, I drink beer. Okay. Right. I like to have some drinks. Yeah. It costs money, but yeah. you know what? I got the money. Right. You know what? If if it came down to it, I'll just use this as an example. My daughter plays year-round soccer, basically. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have the money to pay for her soccer, I would have to make a personal sacrifice right. to have the money to do that. Right. It's the same thing. If you want to look out for your future, you have to make a personal sacrifice, yeah. whether that be giving up something, smoking, uh, drinking, uh, buying nice shoes, buying nice clothes, having an iPhone, right. whatever it is, being successful in business takes a different kind of sacrifice. It could be money. It could be, hey, I have to burn my savings. Yep. Oh, I have to, instead of working 40, I got to work 65 hours a week for the first three months. There is all, if you want to be successful, there is always a sacrifice. Right. No matter what. Right. What's it going to be? Right. And so in this case, 
It's financial, right? You yeah. Get, you got to find someone. Yeah. What well, you're financial. talking about here. Yeah. It's financial. So I, I probed on one of the comments a little bit and, and I'm more or less just like baiting them to kind of prove you were point. trolling them. Not really trolling. Yeah. I'm um, calling it trolling. No. Marcus and I are calling I, it trolling. I was more trying to highlight the fact that they are, they don't have any awareness about the fact that they are responsible for their own financial situation. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I was asking a, a little bit, <laughs> maybe, but you know, I'd pry in a little bit and they would say, well, yeah, you know, if these, if these billionaires would just pay their fair share in taxes then I wouldn't have to pay so much in taxes. Well, guess what? We're all paying, we're all working on the exact same system. The billionaires are working on the exact same tax tax system that we are. You're yeah. working on the exact same tax system that I am. Yeah. So if you can find a measure of success in there, I should be able to as well. So you can't blame the billionaires for working legally within a system that the government created, like a corrupt government. But we're not going to get into well, that and right it's now. and it's a corrupt tax system. However, it's still the we're, system we're all that we're playing all to the it. same yeah. system, right? So uh, you can't blame the fact. Well, and and to think that. What a billionaire does with their money is why I can't come up with an extra hundred dollars a month to invest. Yeah, like how out of touch with reality do you have to be? Just because just because Elon Musk isn't paying the taxes, maybe you think he should be, or yeah. I think he should be, or whatever, doesn't mean that I can't go out and work hard, right, and make an extra five hundred bucks a month, right, right, or. Don't look at that. That's that's wrong. I, I started it way I, late. Well, no, it, it vibrated. Know. I was looking at your timer. I don't know. Yeah, no, my the, <laughs> you know this this chick was coming up with like that's why we got Marcus. These, he'll he'll tell us our time. These <laughs> these rich millionaires were you know they're driving up the price of houses and they're driving up the price of rent and they're that that's why I don't have money and that's why I don't have money and and my employer doesn't pay me as fair as they should and that's why I don't have money and minimum wage this and that's why I don't like literally it was excuse after excuse after excuse. None of it had to do with their spending habits. Yeah. And ultimately, your financial success or failure hinges upon your ability to spend within your income. Yeah. And look, and so, Mitch isn't saying, so right now, our inflation is insane. Okay, we're spending a lot yeah. more money on gas. We're spending a lot more money at the grocery store. Those are the two main ones yep. right now. But that doesn't mean that I can just go out and still buy everything that I want to buy. Right. Like when I go to the grocery, so, yeah, so you got to tailor your habits to so the current on, environment. So on Sundays, especially, um, during the summer, we would usually have a, we'd have a little steak cookout yeah. just on my little 18 inch Weber, you yep. know? Well, guess what? Steaks are out right now. Right. Okay. Right. And that's a personal sacrifice what it is. because right. I know I, I just, I'm, I'm like, okay, so if I spend that money right, and you know, I, I can't do this or I can't do that or, you know, whatever. Okay. Guess what? We're, we're not going to do that right, right now. And we're going to change, you know, and we always buy the best choice, like vet canned vegetables and stuff. When yep. we run out, we still do that. Yeah. You know, I could buy the hunts that's right here. You know, it doesn't take any energy to go, you know what? Maybe I should be buying something yeah. on the bottom shelf instead of, right. instead of up here. Maybe right. instead of buying the Sara Lee bread, I buy the best choice bread. Right. Or maybe instead of buying the planters peanuts, I buy the Walmart, and, you know, like, and, and like Janine will go to, um, we love Aldi's. Yeah. Okay. But you can't get everything at Aldi's that you get it like price chopper or Hy-Vee or the two big ones around here. Right. But you know what? It takes a sac. It's a sacrifice for her to go to Aldi's and get things and then realize, Oh, they don't have this and then go to the other store. Yeah. She's now had to spend her personal time going to two different know, places, going to two different places to save to, money, to save money. Yep. That's a personal sacrifice that well, sometimes you have to make. So there's there's two ways to do it. You can either trim $100 off of your expenses, 
or you can find a way to make an extra hundred bucks, right? There's no town out here that doesn't have a basketball court that's probably pretty lively on the weekends. You go to anywhere you want to go and buy a case of water for 12 bucks. Buy 24 bottles of water for 12 bucks. Sell them for a buck. You, you'd be put them in a cooler. Out in an hour. Right. You put them in a cooler. You walk over to the basketball court. You sell them for a dollar a piece. Yeah. You've just doubled your money. You tell me you, you do that a couple of times and you now have a hundred dollars a month to invest. You telling me you don't have a friend that works at a bar and you can't bar back one night a week? Yeah. Two nights a week. Take some tip outs. Yeah. Oh, so, man, but but I have a degree in whatever. Yeah. Really? Get over yourself. If you don't, if you have a degree and you can't put that hundred dollars away, yep. You got bigger problems. I'm forty years old and I was standing in a ditch full of shit this morning. Yeah. So it is. It is what it is. You got to do what you got to do, man. Yeah. And don't. And this is the pride thing again. Don't yeah. let your pride inhibit what you can or are willing to do. Right. To provide yourself a decent future. Right. And you know we are not. I'm sure we're going to get hated on for you know different things. Well, the people in Ukraine. Well, that's not what we're talking about. Nope. We're not talking about the people in Venezuela. We are talking it, about people that live in America in this country. That we're, you know, we're trying. You're in America. Yeah. There are no excuses when you live in this country, the and greatest freaking country on the planet. If you're going to use, if you if you live in America and you are going to use Ukraine as an excuse as to your finances you're out at of touch all, as shit. You are so out of touch. It's not even funny. The, you, the Ukraine Putin, is not affecting the, the Putin price hike. Yeah. The Ukraine is not affecting your finances. Yeah. You are affecting your finances, yes. right? Now, maybe Ukraine affects the price of gas slightly, but that's not why you're broke. It's that $1,000 iPhone is why you're broke. Yeah. Right? Just because gas prices you went up by 30 cents you can't or whatever. Use a, you can't use an LG that's three years old? Right. Right. That they're selling for $55? Yeah. When you're due for an upgrade, you don't get one. It's yeah. just, it is what it is. Or, or if your phone's broke, instead of going in there, you don't have to get the new iPhone. You could just seriously get the Samsung that's three years old that they want to throw away. Yeah, they'll and, give it to you for free if you sign works, a two-year contract. That works the same as everything else. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, works just fine. Oh, got it. Oh, man, got to have the best stuff. Yep. Got to have this. Got to have that. I drive a truck, a used truck that I bought with 150,000 miles on it yep. after mine got stolen. I didn't have to go out and get a new GMC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, for sixty grand, right? No, so there's no there's no reason and to do that. One of the one of the really interesting things. It's weird how complicated we try to make this as adults. Um, it's chill. because we're making excuses. Well, and it's because we're it's because we have such a larger worldview that it becomes easier to find those excuses, right? Now we can blame Ukraine. Now we can blame Putin. Now we yeah. can blame gas prices. Now we can blame inflation. It, it well, makes people feel smarter. Right. If oh, you, if you didn't turn on in. the news and you weren't Come on. if you weren't pet pelted every day with inflation this, inflation that, inflation this, inflation that, other than the price of gas, would you notice inflation? Would you notice that your grocery bill went up? Or do you only notice that because the media is telling you it went up? Well, first off, all of those the the grocery bill and the gas bill were up before. Right. So Right. Don't and, use that as and, that and, as an excuse. Don't go to the gas pump and go, "Oh man, this war in Ukraine is just killing me." Right? No, no. Okay. First off, it was our government that's killing you. Two, you should have been preparing when you started those going up. And and when it got there, you if you got to cut something else, cut it. Don't use it as an excuse. Yeah. Three or four years ago, gas prices were like like a dollar a gallon around like astonishingly low around here they were like a dollar 98 or something yeah yeah i mean it was it was in two, the dollar two, range two right? twenty two ten. now we live in the middle of the country so it's different yeah we're Our midwest it's always cheaper but so you, 
you would have to be a fool to be living in those times a couple of years ago and go, man, like we're on the down, like we're on the lower loop of the fluctuating prices of gas. Like, don't get used to this because it'll probably be going up here pretty soon. Like we got an election coming up. Gas prices always jack around around elections and all that stuff. So what I'm getting at is as adults, we're privy to so many things that we can use as an excuse. So you flip this onto children. Children don't have the worldview we do. They have no reason or no excuse, right? So um, my, he's now 13. Um, my 10-year-old at the time, he, uh, this, this would have been three years ago. We were coming off of Christmas, and he wanted to buy a video game. And it was like a snow day in January. And I'm like, no, I'm not buying you a video game. You just had Christmas. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Nothing, no. nothing makes like 60 me. 60 bucks too per game, right? Yeah, Dude. yeah. I mean, they're pretty pricey. Nothing's worse than a kid gets all this free stuff. Yeah. Oh, Marcus got a kid. Yeah. I got a yeah, kid. Yeah, Mitch yeah. got a kid. And then they're like, hey, I, I want that. I want. Are you freaking I want, kidding me? Right? I just so, spent $400 on you. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I, I'm going to smack you upside the head. Yeah, right. They don't so, know. You know, they don't know. Right, yeah. right, right. And I'm like, it's snowing. You're home from school. It's snowing. There are people in the neighborhood that will pay you to grab that snow shovel out of the garage and shovel their driveway. You can go shovel a couple driveways, earn your 60 bucks, and go buy your own damn video game. Go, go, right? go tell them 25 bucks for the walkway and the driveway and the sidewalk, yeah. and you'll have it. And, and so the first thing he says is, you mean people will pay me to shovel their driveway? And I'm like, yeah, they will. And he goes, well, you don't pay me to shovel our driveway. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, well, no, that's that's just your rent no. for living here, right? Yeah. Oh, so, oh, do you see this roof? Yeah. yeah you're welcome, <laughs> yeah. you little shithead. So this dude, he goes out, and he shovels driveways, and he's gone all freaking day long. All day. Right? And now he comes home, and he's got like 180 bucks. He's like, I'm getting three games, bitch. He's worn slick. <laughs> It's six o'clock and he's asleep on the couch. Like he's literally worn himself sleep and, and it snows so much that school was closed the next day. And so I'm like, Hey, let's go get you that video game. He's like, I don't want it. He's like, I worked really, really hard. For, I don't he want wanted to keep that money. He's like, that's 60. I'd worked really hard for that. I don't want to spend that 60 bucks. I want to keep it. Right. Yeah. He became addicted. Right. Yeah. Every time it snowed, he was pumped and jacked to go shovel driveways yeah. and make money. Right. This dude had some money sitting there. Springtime rolls around. And he's like, Dad, I'm worried. What are you worried about, son? He goes, well, it's springtime. Best I can figure, it's not going to snow anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, probably not. He goes, well, what am I going to do for money? As if the kids got bills. Yeah. And and I'm like. Yeah, he's thinking about cash money. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, so he's like know, addicted to this, right? I got to take my lady this, right? out so, <laughs> at 10. He's like, hey, you know, yeah. I got to throw some dollars around. So, so I'm like, tell you what, those people that paid you to shovel their driveway, they will probably pay you to mow their yard. And he goes, you know, I thought about that, but at the time I had a push mower that wasn't even self-propelled. It was just a walk behind push mower. He's like, I thought about that, but I'm not strong enough to start your mower and I'm not strong enough to push it up hills. I can do the flats, but I can't do the hills. So I don't know how that's going to work. And I'm like, well, don't you have a couple hundred bucks there from shoveling driveways all winter? He's like, yeah. I said, we can go find you a used push mower that's Probably self-propelled for, and electric start for pretty cheap for pretty cheap. And you can invest your money into a push mower and then you don't have to worry about it. Right. And so he does, and he makes up little flyers. He hands them out to the neighbors <laughs> and this dude nice. starts mowing yards. Right. And he starts making money and starts making money. Next thing you know, he's made enough money and he's like, dad, I was over at Robin's house mowing her house and the neighbor has a mower that you ride on. 
And I'm like, yeah, those are pretty cool. And he's like, I don't care how cool it is. It was fast. He mowed their entire yard in the time I mowed their front yard. And I'm like, okay, where are you going with this? He goes, well, if I had a rider mower, I could mow twice as many yards in the same amount of time and I could make more money. All right. So now we got to, you know, you're going to have to take some money and invest it into a rider mower. So we Ask found for some a little loan, you know, <laughs> no, no, he, th- this was before. So I ended up loaning him money later, yeah. but, um, uh, so we found like a used John Deere rider mower for like 400 bucks. It needed a little bit of work. It needed like new blades and stuff like that, but it ran well. Um, and it needed like a tire. And so piddly stuff. Yeah. little piddly stuff. So we go buy it, his money. I make him talk to the people. I make him, you know, will you take three fifty? you know, like I, I make him do all of this <laughs> stuff. Gotta learn right? somewhere, man. Right. I'm I'm taking him there, and I'm, yeah. you know we're loading it up in the Danger Ranger to pull it home. But um, so we <laughs> you still had the Ranger at this point? Yeah, yeah. Oh man! <laughs> and, and what's funny? The Ranger bed was so small, the mower wouldn't fit inside the so wheel wells. Tilted a little bit. No, they they had a sledgehammer in their garage, and I borrowed their sledgehammer and bashed in the wheel wells in the bed, oh, shit. so that the mower deck would fit up in between. Oh, it. Jesus! But um, so so we get it home and the we poor get it, Ranger. God, dude. yeah. So we get it home. We we go up to the Blue Springs John Deere dealer here and and get a couple parts yeah. for it and get it going, you know. And and now he's got a rider, and he's like jacked, right? Well, he still needed a trailer because one of his yards wanted um, one of his yards wanted uh, him to push mow the yard, didn't want him to ride it. But the rider also meant a mode of transportation. Now he can go all the way across the neighborhood by himself. He doesn't yeah. need me to load him up. So we built. Uh, he he grabbed some pallets out of the back of the house, and he's like, you can tell that look where he's trying to create a trailer out of these pallets. So I help him build this trailer, and and so we build a trailer out of pallets. And slap some wheels on it, and he's literally got a little mobile riding business, and he's he's driving down the road and everything. The next summer, um, one of the guys that I worked with, um, he was I, I don't know I don't know exactly the scenario. He needed to sell a bad boy mower. Is he had a zero turn bad boy mower? This the sm- mower, one of the smaller ones. It was a forty two inch cut. Yeah, brand new. It's like thirty two hundred bucks. Yeah. They're this expensive. thing, this thing is in brand new condition. I got a grasshopper. I know. And, and he goes, Hey, Shit's didn't your expensive. son do the lawn mowing thing? I said, yeah, he does. He goes, well, I got a zero turn mower that I'm looking to sell cheap. I need the cash. And I'm like, how cheap? And he goes, 1800 bucks. And I said, hold on. Hold on now. So I, I go, Mason, how much money do you have in your bank account? You know, he's mom, my wife set him yeah. up with a little bank account. So that way he, yeah. gets, he takes Wayla's all his, got one. She yeah. can't go get anything out of it. Yeah. 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 She's got it. Y- yeah. These people pay him in cash or a check. And, and yeah. so Daniel puts it in his account for him and all this stuff. So I say, Mason, how much, how much money you got in your bank account? And he's like, I don't know why. And so I tell him and I show him a picture of this mower and he's like, dad, I want it. I want it, <laughs> I want it bad. And I'm dad, like, I, yeah, want it. I bet you do. And, and he only had like $1,200. Now, keep in mind, he's 12. He's right. a 12 year old. This, this is two years in. Yeah. He's 12 with $1,200 of his own money right. that he's earned all on his own from yeah. doing all this shit. And this mower is 1800 bucks. And so I'm like, oh, this is great. This is a perfect opportunity to show him where having a loan actually makes sense. And so we wrote up a loan from the bank of dad. Like our little agreement was literally the bank of dad. Nice. And and I let him <laughs> borrow the money and we had repayment terms and you're going to pay me this much what money. What was the interest? Zero interest. Oh, what because, is, oh, because oh, it's my man. dad. Right? No, nah, that's cool. That's you cool. could have got him 1%. Yeah. So, and you could have put it in his account later. Yeah. No, we we just did zero. Like you know. just just teaching him the principles of okay, you borrowed six hundred dollars. You're gonna pay me fifty dollars a week for twelve weeks, Uh-oh. and then it's gonna be paid back, right? And so the fact that a ten year old 
can, or a 12 year old can pay $50 a week for right. 12 weeks. Right. Right. And this was at the beginning of summer. So we had the full 12 weeks to earn it and everything <clears> else. And, and so and it also gave him incentive to work really hard. Right. I have a question. Yep. Did you have to explain to him that, okay, so you spent the 1200 and you borrowed the six and it makes 18. But when you pay that back and you're out of your $1,200, you still own the mower. Right. The yeah. mower's still yours, dude. Yeah. It's still worth money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or did he did he kind of have a well, sense of so I know no, this is no, a little no. off no, no. He, What was the question? What did, was his thought That's there? very, very similar. That, I mean, it, that was very much how the conversation went. I took it one step further, and I sold my mower. Oh, and you said you're it, mowing I, my I actually, yard, too. I actually but... didn't sell it. I found somebody in the city that needed it. That, or not in the city. Somebody in our community needed that it. needed a mower, didn't have one. They were down on their luck. I just gave them my mower. Oh, right? Okay. Gotcha. I, I did this on purpose. Community first. Right. I did this on purpose. Because now the only mower in my house I don't own. You know what your interest? The only my interest would have been you got to mow my yard. Right. Well. Right. That that was part of the deal. Yeah. Okay. Right. But now the only mower in my house is is his. So if I want to mow my own yard, I have to ask him for permission <laughs> to borrow his mower. I love it. Right. So it, it's a respect thing. It kind of kind of goes yeah. both ways, right? It's well, no, Dad, get the fuck out. Right, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're teaching, but this gets back to this is just a this little is side tangent. Some great stuff. This is yeah. You're you're teaching the next generation, which that burden is on all of us. Yes. So if anyone is listening to this and they're like, oh, you know, no, that's your job. Right. The opportunities okay. to teach your children this stuff are there every day. Yeah. You just have to find them and then take advantage of them. Yeah. Right. And you can right. teach if, if you don't have kids, yeah. you can still teach. I'm an uncle. Yeah. You know, when our little, rug, the little rugrats come over, like I'm the oldest. So all our kid, my yep. niece and nephew are two, yep. you know, but when they come over, guess what? We're, it's, it's my job to teach them stuff. Right? Yeah. You know, and yeah. it, Say say you don't have nieces and nephews. Say you don't have kids. You got neighborhood kids. Yeah, be out there and be positive yeah. in their lives. You so know, it doesn't cost any money, right? To to teach a kid something. Yeah. So like two weeks later, he comes home, and he's holding like nearly brand new steel string trimmer, driveway edger, and blower from and, Feldman's. And I'm like, do you go to Feldman's? No, nope. he's broke. He doesn't have like he's still paying me back, right? Yeah, he, he's not broke, but he's on a re like he had no money or yeah, like he spent he, all of his money and there was a nothing bit in the contract that said he had to pay you first as long as he's paying. No, no, yeah, bucks, I mean right? as long as he's paying the fifty <laughs> bucks, right? So I'm like, he's mad about it. I'm like, where did you get this stuff, right? What what's up with that? He goes, I worked a deal with the neighbor. I'm like, go on. He goes, the neighbor up the street, Todd. He said if I mow his yard all summer for free, two up here, yeah, yeah two okay, doors up. Yeah, yeah. He says, if I mow the yard all summer for free, I can have these. And he went ahead and gave them to me now, and all I have to do is mow his yard the whole year for free. Once I'm a like, week? deal. Nice, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so so now he's got a bad boy mower. He's got all steel brand equipment, and he's worked all of nice. this on his own, right? Make that shit come out to my house and yeah. mow my yard. So <laughs> Take him two hours to mow my yard. <laughs> he worked so hard, he repaid me early. Good. And then... As a little incentive for himself or reward for himself, he had a thousand extra dollars by the end of the summer. The dude went and built himself a gaming computer, and it's all his. It's his own money. Like he's, it's still in the house rules, right? Like you can't, you know, yeah. be on the computer when we say you. Well, can you're paying for stuff. the power, right? You know, so, he can't run internet. it on his own. <laughs> right. I mean, if, unless he sits in the cul-de-sac with the, you know, yeah. yeah. But but yeah, I mean, he bought all. So it's it's a really cool position for what a now a thirteen year old to be in. Is yeah. he knows that if he wants money, it's it ain't coming from me. 
he has to go earn it. He knows how to go fish. Yeah. So inside tangent here, Mitch isn't saying this to. I don't. You know what? I don't know why Mitch is saying this. The, we didn't the, talk about this before the, the show. The, but the re, what he's saying is there are no excuses right. if a ten-year-old child, he is a child at ten, can put together a, a right. snow shoveling business and then a lawn mowing business and can pay for his own stuff and can work the deals and do all that stuff. You at twenty-five or thirty or thirty-five or forty have no excuses. Right. Zero. You have no excuses for being a lazy piece of shit. Right. Get off your ass and make it happen. Chapter yeah. one. If you can't, Dave's book. Yeah, Dave. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we talked earlier. I told Mitch. I said my, you know, my self-help book would be. What, what did I say it was going to be called? It was, it was one chapter, one page, <laughs> and what, done. It was, and it was um, oh, get off your ass. Get off, yeah, yes. get off your ass. Title of the book, get off your ass. Page, page one, one, get, get off, off your, your ass. ass. The end. <laughs> I mean, that's, I, yeah. I mean, do it. literally, this is America. That's all you have to do. Yeah. You know, all you have to do is apply yourself and not be lazy. And I will say that I think the culture of America has made a lot of people lazy. Yep. You know, um, but there's no, don't use that as an excuse. Oh, well, I live in America and I've been, you know, this is just kind of, no. Yeah. Okay. So you're what, lying to yourself. You're lying to every, get up and do the work. Yeah. And, and it doesn't even take that much work. No. I mean, when you think about other countries where, you know, and I'm just in China, you know, these people are working in sweatshops for 80 hours a week right. for $200, right. $400 or whatever it is. You're telling me you can't, you can't go find a job and don't say, Oh, the market, this right now where we're at right now, everyone's hiring. Yeah. Literally everyone is hiring. Yep. You can get a job anywhere. And then you're going to be like, well, I can't make that extra hundred dollars to save for my future. Bullshit. Fuck off. Right. Okay. Right. And I think that a lot of, um, and, and I'm not patting us on the back or anything, but you know, in this culture of, um, oh, it's okay. You're not, you know, it's all right. Just, right. you know, no, it's not all right. It's about time that we started to flip the script and say, no, it's not okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't feel sorry for you that you can't no. seem to figure out that you are the reason you don't have the extra. They call bucks. it tough love for a reason. Yeah. Okay. Do it. There exactly. are no, in this age where, you know, a lot of people would say, oh, well, my parents didn't do this for me. And, you know, they didn't do this. And I didn't know about this. We have smartphones now. You know everything right. that you need to know. Yep. There is literally, I can hit the Google machine and find out about anything. Yep. Okay? There are no excuses anymore. Right. It is, you, if you're not doing the things you, now listen, I'm not saying if you, people people have mental issues, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But if it's yeah, just, yeah. if it's just you being lazy, yep. recognize it and do something about it. Right. Stop using these excuses. So, I, I posted a, this, this was three years ago. Um, I was coming home from running an errand and I caught Mason. I like, I ended up behind Mason driving his mower down the street. Um, he was coming home from mowing lawns and he had a baseball game that morning and the dude's still in his little baseball Jersey. Um, <laughs> and he's, he's coming home from mowing lawns and he's mowing got, yards. yeah, he's got, he's got his headphones on. And is he rocking out too? No, 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 not uh, like noise. Oh, his noise cancelers. Well, uh, just you know, ear protection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, 
he's he's very concerned about safety. It's it's weird. But so um, opposite of you, got it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I catch him and I, I like pull out my phone and I start filming him and I kind of gave like a little synopsis of of how he got into the position he was in, right? And um, I stumbled across that. I took that video three years ago and I stumbled across it um, a couple of days ago and I posted it on TikTok. And, uh, and those were the comments we were talking about earlier. Some of those. Yeah. So it went nuts. Like I didn't, I didn't dream that it would go as crazy as it did. It went, it went kind of crazy. And he's got like 70,000 views, doesn't he? Uh, it's like 225,000 views in like, in like three days. Jesus. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, and, and reading through the the comments, yeah, (laughs) reading through the comments, um, it was, it was pretty interesting. Again, most of them are, um, encouraging in some way, shape or form. Right. But then you're going to get some of these people. And and some of this is just the, the, the byproduct of viral videos, but you get some people that are like, Oh, he's lying. He, daddy paid for that. And it's no. like, dude, I can guarantee you're never going to be successful if you assume that success came for free from somebody. And then you get these people that are like race baiting you, trying to say that it's some sort of like white privilege or some sort of um, uh, like in the video, like he's driving down our neighborhood and, and it's, you know, a nicer middle class. First off, it's it's an I would call it an average neighborhood. Yeah. So so as we've as we move on in society the average neighborhood is here. Well, ten years later, it's here. Yeah. And ten years later, it's here. I yeah. would, I would say it is an average neighborhood. Yeah. For yeah. our area. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's. It's not a rundown neighborhood. It's no, a nice. It's nice. It's nice. And, and so you would see people saying, maybe well, yeah. a little more than, maybe just a touch above an average neighborhood. Yeah. And and you'd see people dismiss all the success by saying, well, yeah, if my kids were in that neighborhood, they could do that too. Like, uh, the neighborhood you live in doesn't matter. Like, people still need their yard mode, and whether we're in my like it's probably harder in my neighborhood because these people will haggle them hardcore. Yeah. So, um, well, and people that let's be honest, people that are in successful neighborhoods, most of those people are willing to do the work themselves. Yeah. And that's kind of why they're successful. Yeah. So it's harder to kind of crack into that. Right. Right. Let's be honest. And, and then, and then you would see some that are like, I mean, they're just so off base. Just haters. Well, for one, they would make it go political. Like, (laughs) I guarantee he's never going to be a Democrat. Right. (laughs) And, and I mean, outside of it being kind of funny, it's like, really, why, your your brain is so consumed with politics that you can't take a story like this and leave politics out of it, right? Yeah. Um, or or the worst ones. And I was deleting. Like, if I saw these, I'm deleting them because I don't even want that shit on there. You would see one saying, "Well, if that was a if that was a black kid, then the police would pull him over and yank him off that thing and tase him, and then probably put their foot on his neck." And it's like, dude, get, those are trolls. Oh, get, yeah, get those that trash. Try, those are just trying to get people. <clears throat> To be, yeah, you know, when we talk, I'm not about, even so sure they're not bots that are just in there trying to. And they start could shit. be, but when we talk about, you know, in episode seven, was it seven? We talk about community involvement, right? Right. When we talk about community involvement, and then people do stuff like that, that's yep. not part of being a community. Oh God, no, no, okay? that's tearing and, your community down. Well, and I think a lot of people are just it drives them. Yeah, they they, they want to be a separator, right? And that is, I mean. It, it's a kid, dude. The, so, it's a freaking kid. Yeah. So ultimately, I mean, what, are you, what are you fucking doing? Right, right. And, and so ultimately, what I'm getting at is if you can't recognize the story of a 10-year-old that's now 13. You're part of the problem for right, one. Right, Like, Like, if he could figure it out. Now, granted, he didn't figure it out on his own. Like, I had to guide him and help him and everything else. But if a 10-year-old can figure it out, a 25-year-old can sure as hell figure it out. A 35-year-old can sure as hell figure it yeah. out. So... 
Um, and I want to say this. So for all the people that are like, oh, well, what about all those kids that don't have that? And what about, you know, all these kids that their father ran out of them and all that? You know what? Maybe you should make a difference in some kids' lives. Yeah. That in, Instead of using that as an excuse, use it as an excuse to make uh, children that have had tough upbringings make their life a little better. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take a lot um, to vo- either volunteer. I don't volunteer. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm above anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you're going to sit there and say, oh, well, the kids in the urban core don't get that. They don't have mentors. They don't have someone to come. Well, go be one. Why don't you go be a mentor for a couple of kids? Right. If you're right. going to use Instead that as an excuse while your you're iPhone, not. Yeah. Maybe get off your ass and go, you know, be a difference maker. Yeah. If you're going to use that as an excuse while you're not successful, then go make a difference for them. Yeah. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. Yeah. It's really that simple. Yeah. So we have all, it's amazing to me that society has turned into, uh, I don't know the right word. It's so, it's so easy to find an excuse why you aren't something there. So they say that, Oh, society is oppressing them, but they're oppressors. Right. And they're pushing down on all of society. Okay. This isn't race. This isn't class. Isn't it? You're trying to push down everybody to make yourself feel better yeah why don't you try to lift them up guess what when you lift them up yep you will also be lifted up it's what we talked about a few on a few episodes ago they're working so hard to fight the oppression they think is happening in society that they're becoming that they're becoming bullies themselves right so um all of this has to do with you having your own self-discipline to realize that you're the problem and you are the reason why you're not successful. Yeah. I have what works for me and what worked for me really well, the reason or the way to dominate your life. Um, if, if anybody has, has been on social media at all these last few years, they've probably heard of a program called 75 Heart. Um, it was put together by a guy named Andy Frisella. Uh, the guy is a freaking genius. He's very Miss smart. loves him as Mandy for style. I do. Uh, Never watched one show of his. <laughs> I've I've listened to. I'm not a hater. I'm literally not literally every single one of his shows. I'm not saying anything. I, I'm not a hater. I just yep. I, I don't. I so don't. so he put together this uh, mental toughness program called 75 Hard, and basically it is a couple of rules that you have to follow every day for 75 days. It's not a couple of rules. It's a lot of rules. Eh. It's not as many as you would think. It's a lot of rules. But you have to follow these rules every day for 75 days. And if you get to the end Mm -hmm. of it, there is nothing waiting for you at the end. There's no prize. There's no gift. There's no nothing other than you now have the confidence and the awareness that you are in charge of your life and literally you can do anything you put your mind to. You've You've proven it to yourself. Right. If you can make it to the end of this, then you can literally do anything you want in life. So I'm going to go over the, I'm going to go over the rules here real quick. Are they in the notes? Um, so to successfully complete 75 hard, you have to do all of these things, uh, two 45 minute workouts per day. It does not specify what kind of workouts those are. So you're saying a walk works. A walk is a workout. Okay. Now if not for me, but okay. Right. Right. But, but, but it's for everybody. It's for everybody. So if you're 70 years old, and you haven't been doing anything. Go um, walk twice a day for a 45, 45 minutes. minute walk. That's a workout for you. Yep. Okay. No yep. shame. That that's a workout. We all are. Everyone is a different level. Everyone's a different level. Um, one of those workouts must be outdoors. 
What if it's you, what if you live in Minnesota and it's negative forty? One of those workouts must be outdoors. If you're if you're seventy five, and you live in Minnesota and you're listening to this show, do not go outside for forty five minutes in the dead <laughs> of winter. Don't do it. I'm it's saying good thing it's springtime. I'm saying don't do it because something bad could happen to you. Right. You do it. You do whatever you want. Don't go outside for forty five minutes. Right. You'd be dead. So. Again, you're going to have to tailor this, right? So like if, if you are in a climate where it gets absolutely frigid and all this stuff, then maybe you got to do it in the warmer months if you're going to try and do this. Um, so one of those workouts must be outdoors. And this is 75 them, days, right? This is 75 okay. days. So I, for, for the record, I'm not doing this. We're, <laughs> we're in the Midwest. It thunderstorms here. So I, I did 75 hard last summer. And there were days, you know, I'm having to kind of time my walk around some of the thunderstorms and stuff but there were days where i'm i'm walking and running in the rain you know i was pissed so one day mitch and i live about and this is just completely weird because uh, when we when we grew up we lived a a two-minute bike ride from each other right and then we lived together for a little while and then we lived 30 minutes apart and then we you know we've always been close somehow i don't know if it's the universe yeah. i don't know what the hell's going on but one day i was driving home and i see his ass out there walking in his bro tank and i'm yeah. like look at this I'm literally thinking as i'm walking by i'm like look at this loser and, and then i'm like oh shit that's mitch so i text him i'm like hey if you're walking all the way out this way why don't you just come by the house right <laughs> like you're literally yeah. two minutes I'm, from I'm my house here. right um if i remember correctly that day it was Filthy hot, like it was 98 hot. degrees. It was hot as shit. Yeah. It was blazing. Yeah. I'm like, look at this. Mother-. And I was like, oh, shit, that's Mitch. That's Mitch. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, rule number one, two 45-minute workouts. Rule number two, one of those workouts must be outdoors, right? Uh, rule number three, follow a diet. Rule number four, no alcohol. It doesn't say what diet. Correct. Any diet. Right. No. Al- rule number four is no alcohol, no cheat meals. So- Follow a diet. If you want to do a keto diet, pick the maximum number of carbs that you want to intake each day, and do not break that. I'm going to be right? on the diet here. If, real if soon. you want to, if, <laughs> if you're trying to bulk up and add weight, maybe your diet is eating a minimum of 3,500 calories a day. Like it does not specify what diet it is. Put a diet together and stick to it. Do not change anything for 75 days. Because it's not about working out or dieting it's about the mental challenge it's a mental toughness that program. it takes yes to con- to complete those yeah aspects no alcohol for 75 days what if you what if you don't drink at all should you drink alcohol every day for 75 no. days no uh <laughs> that, that would not be advice um no cheat meals not even a single <clears throat> m&m not a single skittle not a single jolly what if rancher you, what if you don't eat cakes or candies now and you did you want to do the thing then because I don't eat then it, that step's going to be a whole lot sugar. easier for you. Okay. Right. So, so I shouldn't. So, so if I don't drink alcohol and don't eat candy, I shouldn't yeah. drink alcohol and eat candy. So there's people that do like, they'll do the macro diet <laughs> yeah. and they, they've got enough macros left in their yeah. day where they that's think they saying. can have a piece yeah. of candy. No, that's, that's a fucking cheat meal. Yeah. That's where I'm going. So, this. right. Um, uh, rule number, what are we on? One, two, three, four. Rule number five, drink one gallon of water each day for 75 days. So uh, I'll get into a story in a second about how that one about killed me. Um, I'm joking, by the way. Um, rule number six, read 10 pages of a self-help or personal <laughs> development book each day. Dave calls bullshit on that one because he doesn't like self-help I think self-help books. is bullshit. My wife is kind of the same way, right? So... I don't. I love me some Mitch, and I'm not. Da- I'm not down on my buddy, but yeah. 
I think if I think ninety five percent of those books are bullshit. What they're getting at is they they don't want you reading ten pages of a fiction book or a sci fi book or a comic book or something like that. They want it to be a book that's going to better your life. Yeah. So if you are an engineer and you want to read a book about a guy who started an engineering firm, then do that. If you're a plumber and you want to read a book about how to do better in plumbing, that's still a personal development book, right? If you're a marketing agency and you want to read The Purple Cow, which is a great book about marketing, that's considered a personal development book. So all of those books apply. Non-fiction or like uh, fictional books and sci-fi and stuff yeah. like that. That's not that's not what they're talking about. And the final rule is to take a progress photo of yourself each day. You don't have to post it on social media, although a lot of people do and I, I don't know why they, like they'll do it every day and I I didn't do that. But the purpose of the progress photo is when you do all of this, you are going to see a physical transformation in your body. And that physical transformation in your body is a representation of the mental transformation that's happening in your mind. And um, you do this for 75 days, and I guarantee you, without a doubt, you will be a changed person on the end. If you aren't a changed person at the end of 75 days, then you are lying because you did not do every step of the program. You may have said you did, but you didn't. And the the final aspect of this is if you miss any one of these steps, you start over from day one. The most commonly missed step is the progress photo because it's the easiest one to forget. So I started this last year. What if I do it and I do it all and I don't feel any different? And I come to you and I, I honestly say, Mitch, I did it. I did it all because I was going to call you out on your bullshit. And right. I did it all. And I seriously am the exact same person. Yeah, it's it's not going to I'm telling you, it's impossible <laughs> to go through this and not come out a changed person on the other side. So my day one, I never drank water before this program ever. Day one of this program. I drink a ton of water. I, drank I have a, to. I, I drank a gallon of water body. by one in the afternoon. Okay. <laughs> And then threw up. I never drank water before this program. Um, I was working on a job. I got done with a job. I'm feeling weird. Okay. Uh, I drive to the supply house to restock and get some parts for the next day. And I'm driving to the supply house and I'm, I'm feeling very weird. Right. And I'm, I've been peeing nonstop all day long. Right. It was my first you drank a gallon of water. It was my first day ever working out with Tyler at dog pound. You and did it all in one day. All, I just started. I, like <laughs> I, most most people won't like they'll plan to, uh, for a month to start this, and then they'll never start. Well, like, they should if probably gonna, plan for a week. It sounds like. Yeah. Well, if you, you know, never if you never drink water before, I'll tell you you should probably get a little bit used first to the off, water. Let's first off, let's talk about that for a second. If you don't aren't drinking water every day, you're an idiot. Well, that's why I love you. What kind of I mean, what kind of dipshit doesn't try I to do drink now. at least thirty two ounces of water every day? Right. So I do now. Okay. Before I never drank. I mean, that's on you. I mean, I literally. That's on you, man. If I ever drank a glass of water a month, I would be amazed. Like I wow. literally never drank just water. Really? You know what I do in the mornings? So we've talked about this. I hate mornings. Right. So I go in there and I turn the coffee pot on, and I go to the faucet and I, like it's our glasses are sixteen ounce. Right. I may not drink the whole thing, but I bet I put down twelve. Yeah. I mean, just. Like just like that. Well, before this program, my philosophy was I drink thirty two ounces of coffee every day, and coffee's made with water, so I'm good, <laughs> right? So, 
you're you're gonna you're gonna learn real quick that's not a good philosophy to have it's not so by two o'clock i'm at our supply house and i told you i'm feeling weird the guys at the supply house look at me and they're like mitch are you okay and i'm like well what do you mean they said you're acting funny and i said well i'm feeling a little funny and they were like we probably ought to call your wife and have her come pick you up (laughs) and like i was i was out of sorts right um, and, and sit and down, bro. The only thing I can liken it to is if you've ever been around a diabetic that went low on their blood oh, sugar, yeah. they're out. They, of, they're just, they're just out of it. They're almost acting a little drunk. They're acting just yeah. way out of it. Right. Yeah. And so blood sugar is um, all fucked up. I get home. I have to cancel my afternoon call. Um, I get home and I'm like in crazy amount of pain. I've got the worst headache ever. My back is killing me. The same and, thing that, so if you're, if you drink a lot of water and then you get dehydrated, you get insane headaches. Yeah. Like you just are just like, oh man, my daughter gets them. Yeah. Well, so I, Danielle thought maybe it was, a, I'm not a diabetic, but she thought maybe it was a diabetic thing. So she's cramming some like sweet donut things out of the, <laughs> of course out is. of the cabinet Here, in my mouth. Eat this Jolly Rancher. Yeah. Eat jackass. some sugar. Right. And so, um, I, well now I've cheated on my cheat meals, right. Cause I'm eating sweets. And so literally failed day one, <laughs> fa- didn't even complete day one. And I failed. Well, what an I was out of sorts all through that night. I had to take the next day off of work. Like, it totally wrecked me. But I was able to figure out that I had given myself water poisoning. Um, and I didn't even know this was a thing until then. So, um, ultimately... An you, extreme of anything is bad. Yeah, yeah. We're, so, I'm talking food. I'm yeah. talking alcohol. I'm talking drugs. I'm talking salt, yeah. sugar, anything. An extreme of anything. Yep. You know, it's crazy how much life is about balance. Yeah. And if you if you go way too far one way or way too far the other, you're in deep shit. Yeah. So it took me. I probably could have done it sooner, but I was scared to to rush it. I stayed with every other aspect of the program except for the water, and and I slowly added in the water and slowly added in the water and slowly added in the water. And on day 25, I was able to drink a full like day. Actually, it was like day 24. I was able to drink a full gallon of water that day. And because I had done every other step of the program, I'm like, okay, I drank a whole gallon. This is my new day one. So started I started over on day 24 with a new day one. And and from that point forward, I did every aspect of the program. And and now, so I was doing this through um, Memorial Day. I was doing this through my grandmother's 90th birthday. I was doing this through 4th of July. And so... Um, um, there were times where I was very tempted. Yeah. You know, who's not drinking on 4th of July? Who's not cheating on their diet during the 4th of July barbecue, right? And now this was the 4th this was the 4th of July where Joe Biden finally gave us permission to have a family barbecue, right? So, <laughs> we were partying ass. hard because he allowed us the permission uh, to yes. enjoy our yeah, independence. He be strung out. Right. So, um um, this was that, that true. Yeah. Criminal. He's this, this was criminal. that 4th of July. So I right. made it through all of that stuff and completed the program. Here's the wild thing about it. So for one, it did like, there's literally nothing in the world I can't do now. Like I can do anything I want as long as I can put a plan together and do it. My business tripled during this program. I, I was at a certain level and I was the only employee of our company on day one of the program, the actual like real day one, the day 24 slash day one, Right. I was the only employee of the company then. And by the time I completed it in 75 days, we were up to a staff of three and our revenue had tripled. Nice. So um, a lot of people think they don't have time for this program. Well, I was a brand new business owner, less than one year in business, started this program and 
added two more people to my staff, tripled my business, and still found time to do it all. So if you are struggling with the law of averages, and if you are struggling with uh, the, the ability to dominate your life and win each day and win each week and win each month, look into 75 hard. Shoot us an email if you have questions. It's a gut check too. If if you don't think you can do it, look, I I don't I don't do this. I don't. I'm not gonna do it. But I will say what from what Mitch has told me. If if you have self doubt about whether you can do a business, do this. And if you can do this, you could probably do the business. I can guarantee you, you can take self dedication. Uh, there there are more people that start this and fail than all start it and complete that. it. Yeah. So if you can start it and complete it, you're in the top ten percent of people out there. So, um, it is, it is an amazing transformative process. Um, if you are serious about doing it, it it costs nothing. There's like, it's, it's personal accountability. It's on the honor system, right? You're, you're going to be the only one who knows if you cheated or not. Um, anybody who's done the program can spot cheaters pretty quick because you're going to be able to recognize it in their behavior, or you're going to be able to recognize it in their body transformation, um, and all of that stuff. But if you're serious about doing it, there's an app that you can get to help you track everything and it'll let you mark off your days and it'll let you check off the, the items as you do your workouts. And as you stick to your diet, you can check all those things off and you can take your picture in the app and all of this stuff. And the app's like five bucks. So, um, and, and I'm not ad like, I'm not campaigning for them or anything else. It's, for me, it was five bucks well spent because it gave me a place to track everything. So, and, and literally day one, at the end of day one, when I couldn't check everything off, it's like, you have failed. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it like tells you when you failed and it gives nice. you opportunity to restart the program and all that stuff. So look into that because if, if you're serious about starting business and you're wondering and you have all that self-doubt, that is literally the make or break program. And if you can do that, you will be incredibly successful in business. I like so, it. Yeah. Wrap it up, man. Uh, well, yeah, that, that, that pretty much wraps up our show. So, um, if you guys have any questions, if this brought you, uh, a new perspective, um, if, if this show taught you something, if it, if it made you think of things in a different way, do us a favor and help share this show with somebody else who might need it. Um, we saw an opportunity to help people realize that they can do a lot better for themselves by starting their own company rather than remaining as an employee for somebody else. And uh, we don't charge anything for this show. Um, uh, we don't make any money off of this show. The least you could do We're just is helping you. share this show with somebody else who might also be wanting to better their life or start their own company. So uh, literally, the, the, whatever platform you're listening to this on, hit the share button and message it to a friend of yours that, that might wanting to be start their own business. So yeah, um, other than that, we will see you guys next week. Uh, have a great week and kick the, kick the, uh, the shit out of the day. <laughs> so we, we show, will man. see you later. Nice. Love you all. Bye.